The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Well, this is the postgame, if you want to call it that. I got some concerns. I'm sure you do, too. Uh, well, we'll hit on that and more here on show 356. Today's show, we will have the post game for the Jaguars. Probably the ugliest damn game I've ever seen. We'll hit on that. And the Chiefs Week phenomena. Well, we'll hit on that too. That's that goes along with the pregame for the Chiefs, and of course, the bone line. And uh, that should do it for the show. We're a little late this week, and well, you know, life happens between podcasts so without any further ado let's hit it jackson bill with the black and the teal when we get the sack and the smack and we gonna leave it all on the field they looking scared about to pass out and smash mouth football all right good thing it's halloween because i'll tell you what <laughs> this post game for the jaguars it's scary Nation, we got out of there barely with the win. I mean, I know it's it's last week's game and we're all kind of over it, but it was a firecracker without an explosion. It was a dud. It was a thud. It was probably the most, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was a painful game to watch, tell you the truth. Many, many fans were leaving after the second quarter and third quarter. Uh, the tailgate, of course, was off the hook. I, I don't, I don't want to keep from mentioning how excellent it was to be there and see friends and fans of the show. Thank you so much for showing up, my brothers. However, you were treated to a contest of, uh, well, you know, it was painful. And the, the only hope and light was when the Raiders scratched their way to the victory. Let me tell you, scratched their way. And if it wasn't for a penalty here and there, we would have lost that game. Ugly is an understatement. Halloween is appropriate because it was scary for all the fans in the house, the ones that stayed to see the victory, that is. (laughs) Because, you know, I was thinking, well, should I get up and leave? I always do this at this time of the game. I go, well, okay, forget it. I paid my money. I'm sitting my ass in this seat. I'm going to watch this damn game no matter what. I need to to reflect on our show. The Raiders won. That's really what it's all about. How they won uh, is another story. And as Carson Palmer said last Sunday, as the Raiders beat Jacksonville, he'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss. And in that game, the Raiders made the adjustments at halftime. They struggled in the first half. In the third quarter early, they were down 20-6. to But then they flipped the switch, and the defense played at such a ferocious level. 
getting to Jacksonville, completely stopping the run and shortening the field and changing the battle of field position, which they struggled in that first half. I thought that we saw a great game from Lamar Houston coming off the edge. And how about the play of Michael Huff at cornerback? He looks like a natural again at that position. Carson Palmer, give him credit. He didn't have a lot of time. And the Raider offensive line, they better do a better job in Kansas City because Carson needs more time in the pocket, especially to hit DHB down the line. Kreiner's making big plays. Myers over the middle of the field. I think the Raiders in this game got to go deep, get behind Kansas City's defense to set up the run with Darren McFadden. Now, taking a look at Kansas City, they got two defensive players in Justin Houston and especially Tamba Ali. They combined for 10 sacks this season. That's more than the entire Raider defense combined. So the Raider offensive line, they got to pass protect for Carson Palmer, and hopefully Carson can get rid of the ball quicker and move the chains. The Raiders got to win this game. If they do, it'll be two in a row, and then they come home to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that would be an opportunity to win three in a row. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but as we talked about last week, this is the portion of the schedule where the Raiders have to win every game and build momentum into the second half of the year. That game against Jacksonville, as Carson said, it wasn't pretty, but all the Raider fans who walked out of the O.Co. Coliseum were happy that they walked out of there with a win. Here in Oakland before the game, they unfurled a large pink ribbon honoring survivors and their families in the NFL doing a terrific job throughout the league in this month of October. Hungry for a win. The Jaguars visited O.Co. Coliseum for a Week 7 showdown against the Raiders. And with the rest of the AFC West on their bye, the Silver and Black was staring at a chance to gain ground in the division. The Raiders struck first with the Sebastian Janikowski field goal, but the Big Cats bit back with 17 unanswered points, taking a 17-6 lead into halftime. And just like that, Jacksonville goes in front. It was a tale of two halves on this day as the Raiders made the necessary adjustments. Running the no-huddle offense, Carson Palmer hit Denarius Moore for an eight-yard touchdown with 6.07 to go in the third quarter. Palmer back on third down, throws, caught by Moore, diving into the end zone, extending in for the touchdown. Denarius Moore accelerates, and the Raiders trying to rally in the second half. Backup quarterback Chad Henney was no match against the relentless pursuit of the Raiders' defense, who sacked him three times. Pressured and sacked by the blitzing linebacker, Miles Burris. Henny is dumped. Back at the 28 by Lamar Houston. Trailing by seven late in the fourth quarter, Darius Hayward Bay drew a defensive pass interference that placed the ball at the one-yard line. There's a blitz from the third level. The lob to the end zone for Hayward Bay. A jump ball. Flag! Pass interference on Aaron Ross. The Raiders call a timeout, decide to go for it on fourth and ten. They get the pass interference, and it sets them up right on the doorstep. Palmer's going to dive into the end zone. Palmer powers in. Touchdown, Raiders! We are all knotted up. 23-23. Overtime is next. Jacksonville will receive at this end. Good luck, gentlemen. The Raiders' leading tackler on the day, Lamar Houston, would make one more play. This time to secure the victory. Janikowski, he nails it. 
Oakland wins in overtime. 26-23. We won. Good for our guys. Good for our team. And like Carson Palmer said, he'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day of the week. Amen, my brother. I'm Ritter Greg, man, and that's all I got to say about that game. I take a train about time play. If I have to work, I'm going to judge the flame. Where Kansas City, here I come. It's time to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Raiders are going to their house. And well, I got to tell you, we got a good chance. I'm going to tell you why. This is the pregame. I'm going to stay with my baby. Believe I got to die. Romeo, oh Romeo, Cronell, you're like the cat that swallowed the canary. He thinks he's going to win this game. That's a fact. You can see that because he's got Peyton Hillis back with Jamal Charles. It's going to be one hell of a contest for the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders have gone to the Chiefs and beat them in their house five times in a row now, folks. Sounds eerily familiar to where Kent, where San Diego used to do us at home as well. Twelve times in a row, if I remember. So that, to me, gives me hope that we could do it at least 12 times with these, these guys. And I see no reason we can't do it this season. Yeah, man, uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs going through turmoil. They've eliminated Castle as a quarterback, which is a bad thing, but they put Brady Quinn in his place. That's a great thing. Brady Quinn's never really made it in the NFL. There's plenty of reasons for it. The guy does five big mistakes at least every single game. Now, this is a sold-out contest there in Kansas City, and you know who bought all the tickets. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the KC fan. The Raider fan from the Midwest comes down hard. People coming from Iowa, all over the place, Illinois, people make the trip to Kansas City because, A, it's a beautiful stadium, and it's a great place to tailgate. B, it's one of those epic moments in sports that you just have to see. Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders, man, that always has meant something to the fans more than anybody else, for sure. Generations of fans, for that matter. So let's just look at this game, and uh, let's see what it is. First of all, let me tell you, they had Raider week already because it's almost over. But, you know, <laughs> when I say Raider fans, hey, they're having Raider week. Do we have Charger week? Hell no. <laughs> A terrific running back, Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowl selection, an NFL rushing leader. You name it, this guy did it, and he was a Kansas City Chiefs. It's a Raider Friday here on 95.7 The Game. So we're getting you ready for the Raiders and the Chiefs from Arrowhead. Priest Holmes joins us. Priest, thanks so much for stopping by. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on. What do you most remember when you get into Raider Chiefs week, especially in Kansas City? You know how crazy those uh, Chiefs fans are. Well, it gets pretty crazy. And, of course, at the time that I played there, seven years with the Chiefs, uh, definitely Raider week was something that everybody looked forward to. Uh, regardless of how you came about uh, in that red jersey, you knew on this particular week it had to be a week that you have to absolutely hate the Raiders. 
And whether you like them or not, you're going to hate them on this week. And so, again, I think the city really gets up and crazy about this week, and it's really fun. And, again, a lot of tension, a lot of pressure for the coaches and the players. But at the end of the day, you can't call how this game is going to turn out. You just know it's going to be a good game. We hear about zone blocking scheme pre so much because the Raiders changed from the power scheme to zone blocking under Greg Knapp. Darren McFadden hasn't been running the ball well, and, and now they're incorporating more power runs. But things things just aren't working. Explain the zone blocking scheme because we bring out a bunch of offensive linemen and they're horrible at it. Explain the zone blocking scheme. What needs to be done by Darren McFadden and the offensive line to truly make it work? Well, for one, starting with your running back, McFadden, the first thing, of course, in his mind is his first three steps are the most important. Again, the first three steps are the most important because it sets you in that lane in order for you to hit the perimeter but have the option to cut back inside. For your offensive lineman, those first three steps that the running back is taking, just as important for the offensive lineman. They need to be able to open step and then hit the zone. And, again, they're not blocking an individual. They're blocking a zone, an area. And so if those linemen can obviously break to their right by open-stepping and then getting downhill as much as they can, as long as that tight end, if it's a zone block going to the right, if he can get one yard off the ball, he's created leverage for the running back now to go downhill. If that tight end gets pushed back one yard, he's now created an inability for the running back to get outside, and now he has to flatten out his three steps and now depend on cutting back because he's not going to reach the perimeter because you have the tight end getting pushed back to his face. But offensive linemen know it's an area that they're blocking and controlling in order to get the running back to the perimeter. Is there? Is there? This might sound like a, a dumb question, but is there ever a time when a lineman goes to block an area and there's not a person there to block? And that happens a lot. What that lineman should continue to do is continue to his right if the plant if the if the run is going to your right continue chasing the area don't come back inside and help the guard or the center because once you've broken that leverage of that zone and you've committed back to the inside basically what you've created is now gaps that allow defensive players to run through and then that's where you have a loss of yardage well, well you know Carson Palmer going back to pass has been getting hammered when they try and run zone blocking or even power right now, it's not working. Is it just – could it be safe to say that maybe this offensive line just isn't very good? No, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I just think that, you know, there obviously is somebody getting beat on the line of scrimmage, and you wouldn't account for all five guys technically saying that. It could be something on the backside where they're not, they're not maintaining that backside – rusher again it's the tight end to the power side if he's not able to get at least a yard or a half yard off that line of scrimmage and push that defensive that defensive back uh player back if he's not able to do that he's going to create a stagnant wall and that running back is going to be eliminated with getting out to the perimeter forcing him to stick his right foot in the ground and then going downhill again he sticks his foot in the down and goes downhill if that backside is not protected the the backside defender again, you're going to have a loss of yardage, and it's going to be very difficult for the back. And it's going to be almost as if it's a zone play, but you continually see the running back run into a brick wall. Again, if they create that zone and block a zone, an area, and continue to move to your right or to your left, depending on which side of the ball is going, you're going to allow for the running back to continue to search, 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 and then find an area to stick his foot in the ground and get vertical. Is it fair to say that maybe a power blocking scheme is more instinct and a zone you got to think a little bit more is that fair 
Well, I, absolutely. On the zone block, it, it is a patient. It's a cat and mouse game. It's it's allowing the defenders to overrun the play or under pursue the play. Um, also, if they have the ability, I think every back has that natural instinct of knowing when to put his foot in the ground and get vertical. Again, you can chase the play only so long. At some point after those three steps, you have to cut bait and know exactly what you're going to do. Am I going to hit the perimeter or I'm going to stick my foot in the ground and get vertical? Again, all dependent on your offensive lineman because on the zone block, they need to make sure that their shoulders are always continually pointing down the field. If they start to turn their body and eliminate their shoulders from facing downhill towards the end zone, it's going to create some gaps and allow defenders to run through. Brady Quinn, Matt Castle, juggling quarterbacks. Quinn's going to be in there for the second straight week. When Romeo Cornell starts juggling quarterbacks, how bad is that for the locker room? Well, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, you can go all the way back to college football. I mean, whenever you have a team that starts juggling quarterbacks, the inconsistencies of what's going to happen for that next player to come out. But on a professional level, guys should get it. They should understand, hey, be a professional. The next guy comes in, you have to be there for him and help him lead your team uh, down the field to be successful. Uh, again, it's very difficult to see a team like the Chiefs have a quarterback that goes down another year in a row and what and what that allows for just the mindset of your team. Now you have a new quarterback coming in. Now, where is that ball going to end up? If I'm a receiver, is it going to be up over my head? Is it going to be down low? Is, is it going to have a lot of spin on that ball? It, those are the things that you're going to have to get together really quickly uh, that week before a big game and allow for those adjustments to be made. I know you had a love affair with the Kansas City Chiefs fans, but how'd you feel about it when they were, you know, Castle goes down and they're cheering when he got hurt? How'd you feel about that? Well, you know, it's 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 never right to see a player go down, uh, but I can tell you as a fan, I, I, I would be really upset to see that it's happened again. Again, you know, a uh, quarterback has gone down. The season almost looks bleak. There's no opportunity. Uh, again, you're expressing your feelings. You're booing. But at the end of the day, you got to know that this guy definitely uh, is trying to give you everything he has to be successful. It's just you can't control that hit that you, de- you don't see coming that ends up knocking you down and, for him, causing a concussion. Hey, Priest, love having you on. Thank you so much. As I said, we beat the Chiefs five straight in their house. And they want to come back and get us. I mean, big time. Their players are pissed. Their fans are really pissed. I mean, remember the billboard we had here about Mr. Davis? Well, they have another one up there, but it's flying around on the end of an airplane around the stadium. It says, fire the manager, fire Paoli, get rid of the owner. I mean, they're pissed. (laughs) They're very pissed, fan base, right now, because they have really... A lot of talent, but they haven't been able to muscle it together and make a real team. Good for us. Really, really good for us. Now, there's a key to this game, and that's the defense has to stop the damn run. I mean, Peyton Hillis, Jamal Charles, give me a break. If their offensive line gets some kind of superpower, we could be in big trouble all day long because we must keep the ball in the hands of Brady Quinn. Rich Gannon back on the drive in the Rich Gannon Report. Richie, how are you? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? We're doing all right. Everything good by you? Everything's great. I'm in Cleveland. It's raining. Well, let's get into it here, Rich. I mean, Brady Quinn is on the center. Um, uh, I'm really a tale of two games. What's that? Good news for the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, how bad is Brady Quinn? (laughs) Is he that bad? You know what? 
you know, first of all, uh, he's a really good kid. I love him, uh, oh, yeah. but he, he's not a great player. Okay. He, he's not a very accurate passer. Yeah. He's a little stiff. Uh, he's a weight room guy, a little bit like Tim Tebow. Uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, for whatever reason, has not been very consistent. It hasn't helped him that he's bounced around a lot. The other thing is you study Brady Quinn. The thing that keeps coming up, and it really drives you crazy, is two or three times in every game, without without question, he's going to make a bonehead mistake. And that's that's really the thing that's kind of held Brady Quinn back. We must make Quinn throw the ball. We must make him throw it, run, fumble it, whatever. It, throw interceptions with it is what we need to do. And we can do that with our front four. But we cannot let them continue to score on us, run down the field on us. We have got to keep those runners in check. I think we can do it. I certainly think we can do it because we have Superman, of course, on number 56, Miles Burris, which is a beast, of course. And then, you know, I think Rolando McClown might be coming around. Um, we'll see. This game will make a pivotal moment in his Raider future, I am freaking sure. Chiefs aren't a good team, man. They're demoralized. They've replaced their quarterback. We must make them throw the ball. we got to make them throw the ball. We have to stop the run, and we have to run the ball. We can't let Carson Palmer throw 40 passes. It's just inconceivable. The fact that we have one of the best running backs in the league, we can't get him out off the line of scrimmage is a disgrace, Mr. Knapp. Really. The Raiders better change some, some tactics with their running game and start to push this other team off the ball because I'll tell you, if we don't do it, we're going to be in big trouble. Look, the Raiders are 29th in the run game. 29th. That sucks but we're 12th in the passing game. We have to balance those numbers out a little bit more. We can stay 12th. We got to bring that 29 up to like a 12. <laughs> that would be perfect because that's balance, and you have to have balance to have success in this league. We all know it. The defense is a key to this game. We have must keep the ball on Brady Grin's hands. Once again, let me say it. Loud and proud. We cannot let these running backs run all over us all day and give Quinn a chance to make himself look like Superman. But when Quinn the Eskimo gets here, everybody's going to jump for joy. Come on out. Come on with him. You'll not see nothing like the mighty Quinn. He's not that good. He doesn't throw that well, but it is KC Raiders, and these games go down to the wire. There's blood on the ground, I'll tell you right now. The Raiders are 2-3, and three, a shaky 2-3, and three, and the Chiefs are 1-5 and five in the basement in the division, and they are a wounded animal, and you know what that means. So I think, without a doubt, we should win this game. Everybody says we should, and that's why I'm concerned. You know, this is part of the trust we have to build for this team. We need to trust that they are going in the right direction, and we can only do that if you could see progress. And last week, 
was not a game that I would call any progress. However, it was a W, and if this game is as ugly or uglier, which I don't think it could possibly be possible, (laughs) please, no. Anyway, we got to win this game. We have to win this game. It's the Chiefs division rival chance to get back in the hunt, if ever. So Raiders, Chiefs, Raiders got to go in there and take care of their business. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying, uh, you know, here's the coach. He has some coach speak. I mean, I don't get much out of Dennis Allen. Maybe you do. So let's listen to what he says. We've got to start faster. I have been pleased with the way that we've finished some of these ball games. You know, the two wins, being able to come back from double-digit deficits and continue to fight and continue to play and ultimately win the football game. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's not your first trip to Arrowhead Stadium, Coach. What are your thoughts on playing in that environment? I think it's a great environment to play in. Uh, it's a it's a tough arena, and uh, they they traditionally played very well there. And so, um, but I, I look forward to going there and playing. Uh, you know, with their place because I think it's a good environment for football. As defensive coordinator of the Broncos last year, what did you learn about them that you can apply now? Well, they're different. You know, they're they're different. Um, you know, their offensive coordinator is different. The scheme's different. You know, some of the players are still the same, uh, but it's 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 a different scheme. Now we understand that there's some some different matchups uh, that we got to be prepared for, but uh, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of similarities. Yeah. He's entitled to his opinion. Mm-hmm. I think almost every coach here has to talk with Janikowski before the game. All right, what are you comfortable with today, business-wise, or does the special teams coach do that? Or uh, well, it, usually the special teams coach talks to him. I talk more to Shane Leckler because I don't know if Janikowski will tell me the truth every time. So <laughs> he thinks he can kick it from 70 every time. So, you know, we talk before the game, and, and uh, we have a feel for – uh, you know, where's the, the, the comfort range and then where's the gotta have it range? And so uh, we've got a plan in every game going for that. You were aware of his history at Arrowhead? Uh, no, I'm not totally aware of what his history is. For 32, he went eight years without missing. We hit the crossbar from 59 when he finally missed. Well, let's keep that up. <laughs> it's not much different than I, I think his history is most every other place he's been, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> How much of a challenge is that, Dennis? You guys coming off of the bye and then playing two teams back-to-back that are coming off buys themselves and gearing up for their best punch. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we all understand uh, what the, you know what they're going through because uh, we just went through the same things uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um, we know that they're going to come out ready to play. They'll be, uh, you know, emotionally, physically, and, and, and mentally ready to play, and, and we've got to be ready to meet that challenge. Facing another elite pass rusher in Tamba Ali, what does he bring to the table? Well, really, they got a couple of really good pass rushers. Uh, uh, Houston's also a, a, a very good pass rusher, um, so it, it presents it. It's some tough matchups. It presents some challenges, and we got to understand where they are. Uh, you know, especially on passing situations, and make sure that we're able to uh, give our quarterback time to throw the ball and, and uh, execute in passing game. Will they flop those guys? Uh, they do some, yeah. They move them around a little bit. Talk a little bit about Lamar and the, getting that honor and just the the way he's played this. Well, I'm extremely proud of him and in, in the way that he's played. He's a guy that has continued to get better, uh, that's really bought into uh, the effort part of playing the playing defense. 
and I'm gonna let him do the things that he can do to help us win football games. And sometimes that's moving inside, sometimes it's playing on the edge, uh, but he's been productive for us and done a real nice job for us. So uh, I like the fact that he's got some versatility. Quinn was the guy last year who had to get your defense ready. I mean, just curious what you, what you saw of him, what you liked about him, what, uh, what observations you had of him. He's a smart quarterback. Uh, he's big, he's strong. Uh, he's got a strong arm, he's got athleticism. Um, you know, I, I think I think Brady's uh, grown as a quarterback as as the years have gone on, uh, and I think he's gotten better and better. And I think as you know, as he continues to uh, you know fill that role, that he'll continue to get better as a player. Did he take that role seriously against you know? Oh, absolutely. You guys ready? Absolutely. He's a pro in every sense of the in every sense of the word. He comes to work every day and, and works the right way, and uh, I know he'll be prepared and ready to go to face to face us. Well, there you have it. For better, for worse, our coach. And we should win this game. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad okay, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. First of all, thank you, ladies. For coming in big, I appreciate every bit of it, and so does everybody else. Okay, without further ado, who is first on the line? Our first caller is the Pennsylvania Raider. What's happening, my man? What's up, Nation? It's the Pennsylvania Raider. Just got done watching uh, the game. A win's a win. I mean, I'll take it. But like, let's be honest. That was a sloppy, ugly win. Coach Dennis Doug Funny Allen. Yes, I call him Doug Funny. If you just look at the guy, he looks like Doug Funny. Got out coached and got outplayed by every single aspect of the game. But yet we still won. I mean, like I said, I'll take the win. But like, let's be honest. We struggled against a 1-4 and four team with a backup QB and a backup running back. And it was a struggle. It was an uphill battle all the way. I mean, ugh, I mean I'll mean, i take it, but there's no way we should have been trailing that whole game, playing catch-up, just barely hanging on the whole game. That game was, I mean, especially in the first half. I thought I was watching like a JV pep rally game in the first half. Then they lost their QB, they lost their running back, and then they just went to shit in the in the half. We were managed to fortunate enough to come back, but I mean, wow. I mean, but hey, a win's a win. We still got a lot of work to do. Go Nation, go Raiders, Pennsylvania Raider, and I'm out. Yep, that had to be the ugliest game I have ever seen. If not that, um, I I can't think of one that was uglier. So thank you, brother. You know we lucked out in every way. And, uh, well, I'm just holding my breath for Kansas City. They better get it together. I, I don't know, man. We should win this game, too, but not like that. <laughs> Thanks for the call. And next, the man, not the myth, my good brother, Juan Jorge. Yeah, man, the guy represents every game. What's up, brother? Raider this is one Jorge calling in. And let me tell you this. We play like fucking shit. The whole fucking game. But a wise man once said, just win, baby. And just win, baby, we fucking did. 
We always played down the shitty talent. Today was no excuse. We fucking played down to the shitty-ass Jaguars, but guess what? We barely fucking did it against sorry-ass Jaguars, but a win is a win. I'd rather take an ugly win than a play loss any fucking day of the week. I'm here in the fucking parking lot in Oakland. We just won, baby. Go yeah, man, that was a great comeback. A lot of people missed that because they're walking to their cars in the parking lot. That's a good sign that we can come back from such a deficit. And, yeah, you know, the Jaguars, let's just hope that they go to Los Angeles because I'd love to see that happen. I mean, I'd love to have them leave Jacksonville and move right into that new stadium in Los Angeles because that would mean, of course, that the Raiders would stay in Oakland. So uh, I don't want to be too harsh on the kitty cats. I want them to come to California, baby. Go to L.A. Thank you for the call, brother. And next, the man, the Orb of Houston. <laughs> My man, Obi-Wan Reader. <sighs> What's up, Raider Nation? I'll be one Raider here calling it from Houston, Texas. Uh, happy to get the win, but still sick and disgusted to my stomach like I swallowed a bunch of fucking milk with broken glass in it. You know, I've been a big Palmer supporter, but I saw in this game. I mean, he's overthrowing guys left and right. What the fuck was up with that slick pass? It was fucking 15 yards over the guy's head. I thought I was watching fucking Battleship when Hopper kicked the damn soccer ball over the fucking goalie. This is bullshit. Reggie McKenzie, Dennis Allen, I understand you guys are going to get a full damn, um... Shut up! Motherfucking loud-ass Texan fans for fucking neighbors. Bastards. Win a fucking Super Bowl before you talk shit, bitch! Sorry, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I'm in enemy territory right now. Anyway, we need to fucking spend every damn draft pick Besides the first-round pick, we'll probably get fucking Geno Harris or Matt Barkley from USC. Everything else needs to be on fucking defense because this shit sucks balls. Happy with the win, disgusted with how it went down. Obi-Wan Raider out. That's a tough neighborhood, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's pretty damn funny. Hey, I know what it's like living in Austin Territory, been there, done that, and it's no fun, especially in Texas where they can be absolutely obnoxious and you know what I mean so I understand your frustration with the team but listen man we got the win I know uh everybody jacked up this this game I mean all of them played terrible in the first half and heroes in the second half hey man we came back that is a huge component to moving on to the next level you need to be able to finish games and hey as ugly as it was finish with a W I'll take it. Thank you for the call, man. And <laughs> I don't know if your neighbor's going to be very happy. That's funny, brother. And next, my very good brother, Raider John. Rhode Island Raider is what I'm going to call you, brother. So what is up on the East? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's up? Raider John from Rhode Island. Just watched the game. Oh, my God. I know you guys are probably just like taking a deep breath like I did. 
And I mean, I know you're getting a lot of calls right now, so I'll just make it quick. I just want everybody to realize that even though Jacksonville's a one and four team, and no matter who's out there, it's a professional football team. You can never have a walkover team, especially nowadays. So we had to go in that game, and I think we little, we we underestimated them a little bit. We made crazy mistakes. I mean, luckily mistakes can be fixed. We have the talent there. The head coaching, the clock management, kind of terrible, dude. Need to work on stuff like that, man. We can beat Kansas City next week. We can beat Tampa Bay the following week. I mean, we can really do this. I, we got a young team, and no one really expects these guys to do anything because, let's face it, it is a rebuilding year. So I hope you guys are happy. Typical rate of fashion, we put out in the end, or we lose it in the end. Can't just have a game where we could just relax for, for one Sunday. But I don't know. I feel good. I'm glad we won. I don't know what else to say, man. I'm just ecstatic. Hopefully we can do it again next week. Go Raiders, Raider Nation. You're the, you're the best. Bottom line, best fans in the league. Keep doing the show, man. You made the Raider Nation so much better with the show. I enjoy football ten times more listening to you every week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Keep it up. First off, thank you for that compliment, man, about you know making football better. Randy, check that out. <laughs> we love it. We love doing this show for the fans. just like you, man. Anyway, uh, thank you for the compliment so much. I have to say that uh, Dennis Allen is the growing pain we really have a, a concern with right now. I'm, I like our coach, but you know he's making bad decisions, and he's got bad people helping him make decisions. They got to change that. I mean, they got to change it soon. He's too young. He needs some more guidance. He needs someone else there with. You know, I just don't think he's surrounded by the right staff. That's my two cents. I'm letting it go now. Goodbye. I'm letting it go. <laughs> Thanks for the call, John. And, hey, I hope that storm doesn't hit you too much up there, man, because I know there's a big one coming. And next we have Raider Tatum from the Midwest. <laughs> What's happening, brother? You sound pretty happy. Raider Greg. This is Raider Tatum from Midwest. I've had a few. Wow. Today's game was brought to you by Jarvik7. We, uh, we're the cardiac kids. Uh, I swear to God from time to time. Man, I am just thrown back at the way that game went. It was anybody's game naturally at the end there, but I, t I tell you what, just to see them get a W. That's all that counts at this point. Carson Palmer, 298 yards, touchdown and interception. Every time I watch this team, I feel like a cat clawing at a couch. I'm going to just rip the, the foam out here soon, and my fiance is going to get very mad at me. But regardless, they pulled it off. We'll just have to uh, see what happens again next week. I don't know. We could use that excuse of it being a rebuilding type situation. Anyhow, I'm rambling, tired, spent. But as always, long live the Sabbath. Put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. I'll clean it up next time. No need to clean it up, my man. You're coming in as you should, naturally. And, uh, well, you know what? They should put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame, damn it. And every time you say that, it pisses me off. <laughs> Not at you, of course, that they haven't done it. 
So uh, keep that up, man. Keep everybody remembering that because every time I hear you, I think the same thing, and it pisses me off. Thanks for the call, man. And next, my very close friend and brother, Raider Mike from the Raider Fan Podcast. Check it out, everybody. It's very good. What's up, Mike? Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike uh, from the Raider Fan Podcast. Hey, man, I just wanted to call in the line. It's just what an awesome uh, time that was at the tailgate. As you can tell, my voice is completely destroyed from giving everything I could all the way to the overtime, yelling my head off. I got to sit right behind one, so it was it was just an awesome, awesome time. And, and uh, the first half was pretty ugly, but um, all they did was just win, baby. That's all that matters. And um, I was pretty happy about it. So I just wanted to call in really quick, short and sweet, say that, it was just good to see you and your family and uh, just talk to everybody there. It was just a really, really fun uh, tailgate this time around. And then to polish it off with an overtime win against the Jaguars. Wow, what can I say? That was pretty awesome. It would have been even more awesome if uh, Sebastian Janikowski would have kicked that, I think it was a 64-yarder that would have been for the NFL record to win the game. But uh, the kick didn't come out good, so... Uh, he had another shot in overtime. That's all that matters. Great game. And uh, can't wait to see uh, Crusader Raider and all the pe- people from all over the world that are going to be coming to that Tampa Bay game. Can't wait to see you guys all again in a couple weeks. Stay cool. Raider Nation, we got to win. Let's, let's keep it going. Kansas City's next up. Well, Mike, that was cool. And it was a lot of fun. And the victory was great. And, well, you know, (laughs) at least we walked out with a W. We got to have another one this week, man. I can't wait to see you and the rest of the crew, Crusader Raider, all our buddies. Uh, Raider Wild's going to be there, too. So it's going to be wild. You know what I mean? Those Australians, the Aussies, oi, 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 they rock hard. So let's go. Can't wait to see you, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Always good. And next, it's Raider D from the IE. What's happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Raider D from the IE. Calling. I don't know my phone might sound jacked up. My voice is definitely gone. But that's how you do it, baby. That's how you do it. I'm going to give Raiders, man. I'm, I'm I'm Raidered up today, baby. That first half was a motherfucker. I was really, really pissed. And I'm thinking, how do you play that well against Atlanta? Then come in here and play this flat today. That's how we lost to Denver. Went in there and played like shit. That's how we lost to Miami. Went in there and played like shit. But one thing we did in this game, we didn't do in any game this year. We came out in the second half. Well, Pittsburgh, we came out in the second We came out in the second half and decided we want to win some fucking football today. And that's what we did. Running game sucks. Our running game sucks. Our offensive coordinator is a piece of shit. That being said, we need to figure out how to block for Carson Palmer because obviously we're going to have to throw the ball to win. I don't think I've seen a Raider quarterback take that many hits, uh, as many hits as he's had to take this season. And he keeps on getting up. 
You know, he's starting to fumble it a little bit more now. He's taking a lot of hits, but fuck, he keeps getting up, keeps putting his head down, keeps going to work. DHB going to work. Brandon Myers going to work. Fucking uh, Streeter, man, that, that last catch, that was what I mean. If he was sold out on the first one, he caught the touchdown. I probably would have, would have fucking, you know, my head would have exploded like Fred Flintstone. But the second one, I damn near blew it, blew my stack, bro. My head was, I was, man. I try not to talk too much shit in these bars because, you know, we're not uh, we're not where we should be. But we play. We start to play some football, Raider football. Man, I'm ready. Kansas City next week. Put a foot in the Kansas City Chiefs ass, and all of a sudden, the Raiders are somewhere. We're one, one game out of first. It's fucking sorry as our season is so far. We're one game out of first. The AFC West is winnable. Fuck Manning. Rivers is a bitch. Raiders. It's Raider D in the mouth. Very well said, my brother, as always. And, you know, we need to get some protection for our man. Come on, 40 passes, first of all, is crazy. And you know how you stop that? By running the damn football. And the Raiders have the ability to do it. They're just using the wrong scheme for now. I don't get it. They should get it. And if they don't get McFadden running, then Carson Palmer's going to be bummeled. The rest of the season, great call, great comment. We won, and now we got to take it to KC, and let's see how that works out. And next, we have Raider Base from Ontario, California. What's going on, my brother? Yo, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Base calling from Ontario, California. Um, I just got done watching the game, and um, I want to give a shout-out to the Raider Nation for showing up on that game. I know I couldn't see it on TV, but I watched it on Red Zone. Uh, I just wanted to comment on uh, a couple of things. Miles Burris stepping up. I really like the defense with Miles Burris on the field. I mean, that kid looks explosive. You know, he makes plays. I like the defense better with him on the field than when Rolando was on the field. Rolando was non-existent whatsoever. Uh, another thing, I think the Raiders were fortunate. <laughs> that their two starters went down in Blaine Gabbard and Maurice Jones-Drew. Another thing, what the fuck is going on with the run game, man? Derek McFadden running into the ass of Wisniewski and Bryzel and Carlisle and what the, what's that, dude? Give him, give him the ball in open space, man. I'm tired of seeing him run into his fucking old lineman's ass. And also, fucking Derek McFadden, dude. What the hell is wrong with him? Uh, tripping on almost every play. You know, he sees the field. He sees the wide open field. And instead of going, he gets excited and he falls down. I don't know if he's scared of getting injured or what the hell is going on. But other than that, you know, the Jaguars played their heart off. And the Raiders came up with a win, which was really important. Yeah, that's about it, you know. I like Miles Burris. I like uh, some of the things we did, and uh, go Raiders. Very good take, my man. Very good. Burris, man, Superman. Clark Kent. I love that guy. I have since the beginning. Rolando McClown has one season to make it right, and it's this one. And if he doesn't, he's out. A run game's anemic. That's why our quarterback's getting pummeled. And so far, this coaching staff has not come up with a magic plan to make these players play their best. 
which is my biggest problem I have. I mean, come on. Offensive coordinators calling plays that are ridiculous to everyone, including its players. We've seen this before with Tom Walsh and a varied, you know, a cornucopia of boneheads that are calling plays for great players and not allowing them to do their very best. I am fucking sick of it. And, well, that's the end of my rant. Thanks for the call. And, well, you know what I'm saying. And our next caller, need I say more, the luscious, the lovely, the fabulous Raider Biatch. What's up, girl? Hello, nation. Raider Greg, you know I cannot turn down when you, when you call me out. It's Raider Bitch. So stoked we beat the kitty cats. But I have to say, I'm a little upset to be this excited to beat such a shitty team. I've been racking my brain, of course, blaming myself, thinking, did I not go through one of my rituals, my superstitions? I told Raider Randy about a shot glass that I have had for, oh shit, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And it broke right before our first game. And I thought either it was going to be a good omen or I thought it was going to be a bad omen. So now I'm thinking it was a bad omen and it was my fault. But after squeaking out that win, while it's great, I'm giving up on all of my bullshit. You know, if I don't stand up when I'm on third down, I have so many stupid fucking things that I do. I'm just going to start enjoying the games. When we win, we win. I know we're doing the R word, whatever, rebuild re-fucking-do-everything, let's just win. It's it's just getting, it's sad that we're this excited over a win over the fucking Jaguars. I mean, really, at home, too. Fucking pathetic. But at least we won. Uh, you know, it's pretty sad when you go two and four and you're right back in the hunt. I mean, we had to take out their first-string quarterback and running back to be able to win. Just sad. So, anyway, I will be seeing you guys at the Saints game. I cannot wait. And uh, go Raiders. Love you guys. Bye. It is sad that we're so excited over that kind of win, but it's a win. And it was a win at home, which makes it even better. And perhaps you should uh, step up the uh, superstition thing. Like, you know, uh, go kill a chicken in the backyard. (laughs) I don't know. Perhaps that's the best way to go. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. No, we got to get better. We'll get better. It's tough. And, uh, well, thanks for calling out. I'm glad the ladies are in the house. Here it is. That is the Raider Biatch. And next we have Raider Joe from Rhode Island, man. What is happening besides you guys getting hit by a big storm, I'm sure. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? Um, this is Raider Joe calling from Rochester, New York again. Just want to say a uh, sloppy win against Jacksonville at home, but you know what? Do, what's the difference? You know what's new? What's new? So Raider football, you know, going to games where we know we should win and we don't. It's like Miami. Everybody said we should have walked in there and blow them out, but we didn't. A win is a win, though. But um, I'm actually at the airport right now in Rochester, going to Kansas City. Going to go to the game. We'll be there, so hopefully we will win. I mean. Yeah, everybody's saying Brady Quinn's in. Brady Quinn, we're going to run over him. But, you know, they stopped Jamar Charles and Dwayne Bow. Pro Bowl, you know, players capable of doing very, very big things. So it's our time for our defense to step up and, you know, stay in this race. We're only one game out. So it's going to be tough. And Denver's got a tough game this week. 
and Cleveland against San Diego. See how that plays out. I think San Diego's going to take that one, but you never know. Any given Sunday. So I want to call and give my two cents again, and uh, I'll be there in Arrowhead. Room for my Raiders, like I always do. All right, I'm out. Well, you're not there in the big storm. You're in the house of the enemy, the red and yellow and white, the condiments. <laughs> Call them that, too, while you're there, will you? I hope you have a good time, man. I pray that the Raiders come big for us, for all the fans that get there, because I know the Raider fan in the Midwest has got to put up with these uh, Chief fans, and, well, I know it's a big party, and there's a lot of fun. I know you're having a blast. Give us a call on the bone line, brother. Tell us how it went. And next we have the original, the real, and uncompromising O.C. Reader. What's up, Raider Nation? Back up in here. This is a real O.C. Raider. And I say that because... Um, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been listening to Colin for the last five, six years, and this last year I decided to just kind of sit back and you know, and, and enjoy the show, which you guys, you know, Reagan and Randy is always doing an awesome job. But then I heard some dude call and say he was OC Raider. I was like, what the fuck? Now I ain't trying to cause nothing um, animosity be- between Raider Nation. We we can band together and say f- fuck you to everybody else, but come on, dude. I've been I've been OC Raider for the past six years, and everyone knows me as OC Raider. So come on, change it up, brother. I ain't having that. Um, second take is I obviously you're happy about the win. I I thought they would put these guys away. Fuck, dude, how many times did they show fucking poor Jones Drew on the on the on the fucking sideline? I think they showed him more than they actually showed Palmer in uh, action. Man, I'm fucking sick of that shit. And and don't don't get me started on Dan Fouts. But I want to comment on Brandon Myers. A lot of people have been down on this dude saying, you know, he's not the real deal. But, I mean, this this fucking guy, he's money. Dude, you give him the ball, and you're, you're going to get yardage. He's going to hold on to the ball. He's a good blocker. Carson Palmer is obviously really comfortable with him. So um, it's just really cool to see him coming up. Uh, I've never been a fan of David Osbury. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Raider and SC fan. I, I I watched this dude try to transform to tight end, and he just doesn't have it. So I'm I'm, I'm really happy to see Brandon Myers um, going on this, um, getting up to not superstar status, but to be Mr. Reliable. That's something we really haven't had. So um, that's it, man. Just real quick, you know, I know I haven't called in a while. Had to because I heard uh, somebody using my name. I was like, what the hell? So anyways, this is the real OC Raider. Um, Love the show, guys. Talk to you soon. Later. Well, there you go, man. Claiming your tag. You have to here on the show. We got a lot of people listening, and obviously, you're still listening. Osbury, man, I had high hopes for this kid. He was big. He's a big guy. He just had a head. Doesn't have a brain for the game, evidently, because they're not using him. He had a couple of good plays, but I, I don't understand it. Maybe they don't trust him. Myers is doing a great job. And so, thank you for the call, my man. And uh, let's go, Raiders. Let's beat them Chiefs. Next, we have one of my very favorite contributors, man. He's always solid. I love his takes. This is the Surface Raider. Hey, Raider 
Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Uh, this is Surface Raider, buoyed up after uh, that win that we pulled out of our asses against the Jags. Um, yeah, it's good to see. Uh, it's, uh, there, there are some good things happening there. Um, we have a couple of observations, and this is really over, over the last two weeks. Um, and I think we've got momentum. You know, that, uh, there, there are no more victories in the NFL, but if they bring them back, that Atlantic is going to be one. Um, with the Jags win on top, there's, there's a little bit of momentum building there. And that, that's good to see. I'm pleased with what Palmer's doing. Um, I can see some, some lights in the tunnel. Not trains this time. Good lights. But a couple of observations. Um, we might as well stick with this zone blocking thing. Um, I don't think it's going to get any better. Um, I don't think the Greg Knapp calling is going to get any better. But uh, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. I don't think. Uh, they, they may surprise us, but I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl this year. So we might as well give the zone blocking scheme an experiment and see where we are at the end of the season. It's easier to go back to the plan blocking scheme. doesn't take long to do that. Um, but, you know, let's, let's see what we've got here. Well, personally, I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't think it's going to last, but let's, uh, let's just see what we've got. And then bring a new coordinator in, and then he can take his pick. Um, with the defence, there are some good things happening with the defence at the moment, and that, that also is good to see. However, we have no secondary, um, with the exception of Branch. Um, you know, in cornerbacks, we are very thin. Um, Huff is getting better as a cornerback, but he's still difficult to like. Um, and the takeaway from that is that we've got to stop doing this three-man rush in pressure situations. Um, we are not going to get coverage sacks with the cornerbacks we've got. That, that is not going to happen. They're not throwing a blanket over anybody's receivers anytime soon. And therefore, we need to hit the quarterback. The quarterback must go down. He must go down hard. He must go down early. And then he's got to keep going down until he doesn't get up again. And uh, the Blaine Gabbert-sized hole that was left in the ground did a uh, fucking good job there. Um, it was good to see. Game coming up, uh, I'm given to understand that Brady Quinn is going to be the starting quarterback for the, uh, for the Queefs. It's good news because I think that Brady Quinn is a worse quarterback than, uh, than the present incumbent. However, uh, we've managed to lose to Brady Quinn teams in the past most of the times we've played them. So uh, we need to break that habit. I think there's a lot to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the Chiefs game. Um, I think that's an extremely winnable game for us. We've the last five an hour ahead. Uh, I'd like to see that streak continue. And I think that Brady Quinn might be the man to do it for us. Anyway, looking forward to the games. It's been a great week. And uh, I'm enjoying my football. Keep the faith, guys. Go Raiders. Surface Raider, I'm out. As usual, a great take. Need I say more other than uh, I think we can win this game if we keep the the ball in Quinn's hands. If we let it go to the running backs, uh, this could be a long day for the Raiders. <laughs> but I think we're going in the right direction. I still don't like the zone blocking scheme. It's not working for our team, and it's going to kill our quarterback. Uh, I just, you know, too many hits on Palmer. That's what that offense brings. And I don't like that offensive line situation. So if we want to see Leinart play, we're on the right track. As always, thank you, my man. A great call. Our next caller, Raider Tony from Monterey. It's been a while, brother. What's up? All I do is win, 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 no Raider Greg, Raider Nation, it's me, Raider Tony over in Monterey. I haven't called in a while, but I've been listening to every podcast uh, religiously, and um, I was at the game on Sunday. I've got a season ticket package, so I'm at every game. And um, I'll just tell you what, man, Raider Greg, I feel guilty because at halftime I was even having thoughts of leaving early, which is something I've never, ever done in a Raider game my whole life. 
but it was bad. I mean, it was, you know, the Jaguars, and we were down whatever it was, 20 to 6 at halftime, and, um, you know, we had all those turnovers, and it just, it was really ugly there. And, um, but I'm glad I stuck it through, because, I mean, this was the Raider team that we've been waiting for. I mean, they actually showed up last week, and, uh, you know, we lost a close one, but this week we finished the game that, um, that we were supposed to finish and the way you're supposed to do it. I'm so proud of the way we played. Uh, I don't know where to start. It wasn't pretty. It was ugly. But like Al used to say, you know, just win, baby. Uh, Greg Knapp, fuck Greg Knapp. He needs to get his ass out of town. Our offense is struggling, and uh, Greg Knapp and his zone blocking scheme are holding us back later, Greg. Really, you know, if we could – switch back to the power blocking scheme or mix it up or do something, we could unleash Darren McFadden and that would be a huge boost for our for our offense because part of the problems with the pass protection is the inability to run the ball. You know, if you can't run the ball, teams are just going to tee off on your quarterback. And um, that's exactly what they're doing. So, um, you know, Greg Knapp doesn't change that or I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough, you know. We're gonna be eking by wins all the time because uh, because we're not able to run the ball. But that's nothing new, you know. Our defense is something I wanted to touch on because I'm really happy and proud of the way we're playing on defense. Jason Tarver's doing a hell of a job. He's a rookie head coordinator, but uh, you know he did a great job at Stanford and was a great assistant with the 49ers all those years. And, um, you know, the guy, he's, uh, I'm really happy with what we're doing. We're giving teams different looks. We're confusing teams with the looks that we're giving. And so, uh, you know, he's got our players prepared with a lot of exotic formations. That, you know, the teams have never seen us run and are probably not used to seeing very much anyway. And then our, our, our players, man, I got to give props out to Richard Seymour and, and Tommy Kelly. I thought that Seymour was done this year. That's how he looked. But you know what? He has those flashes of greatness that um, I don't know. I don't know if he's done yet. I, ju- I hope not because he's looking pretty good. Our whole defense is looking good, man. They're playing smart. They seem to have picked up the the schemes that we're using this year, the system. And uh, I mean, our defense kept us in that game on Sunday. So you know, we just have to keep it up. We are one game behind first place, and. We've got a game in Kansas City this Sunday. It's a big game because it's a chance for us to pull even in our division. I mean, it's a great starting point. Really, with the weak division that we're in, I know it's too soon to talk about the postseason, but you know, Raider Greg, anything can happen, man. It's a long season. I just want us to be competitive, play hard, and be prepared every game. And if we do that, we give ourselves a chance to win. I'm excited again about the season. I was on the verge of, of checking out there. And uh, last week and now this week have given us hope. And I think that at this point, with the rough uh, past few years that we've had, hope is kind of all you can ask for, hope for a postseason. But anyway, go Raiders. Can't wait to listen to the podcast and see what everyone else has to say. And uh, I'm out. Well, I don't know how beautiful the game was, but we did win, and we did come back. So those are positives. I think the coaching staff needs a lot of work. I think we have a long way to go, and Kansas City is not going to be easy. So uh, postseason, I don't want to hear it. 
So this team starts playing like I know they can play. And they won't play that way until this coach gets, you know, gets his finger out of his ear or his nose or wherever. <laughs> Thanks for the call, brother. Last but not least, we have Raider Dan from Kansas City. Uh, he's a Raider fan, and he hates the Chiefs, and I love this guy. Raider Randy. Raider Greg. This is Raider Dan from KC. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make the game, but Raider fans tell me they're going to be representing out there, baby. Hey, I've been getting the local around here. Chiefs fans are talking all this fucking shit. Fuck the Chiefs. We're going to beat their ass. Nice win. They defense. The defense is kicking ass. Going to kick Brady Quinn's ass. He ain't about shit anyway. Fuck the Chiefs. Go Raiders. Fuck the Chiefs and go Raiders. What more can you say? (laughs) Raider Dan, sorry you couldn't make it to the game. But, man, we got to win this game. The Raiders have to come through. We have to dominate on defense and run the damn ball on the offense. We can do that and have our special teams play decent. We'll win this game. So I'm looking forward to a victory. I ain't kidding. I'm Raider Greg, and I'm out.